Hallelujah. Well, we welcome you tonight. I want to share with you, as we were sharing last week, about uh, if you weren't here, we won't go through all the scriptures, but in Psalms chapter 92, it talked about us flourishing in the house of the Lord. And I talked about that for a while, so you can get the tape or get it on. Uh, you can watch it on our website. But how many of you know God wants you to flourish in your life? You know, you, you hear so many things about breakthroughs and it's time to break out. And you hear about your seed will be the key to your breakthrough. Your confession, your faith will be the key to your breakthrough, your breakout. And you hear all of these things, and all of these things are true. But we want to go back to the Word of God where it says, the major key, wisdom, is the principal thing. So thank God for confession. Thank God for faith with all these things. But a lot of the reasons, you'll, someone who flourishes means we go from strength to strength, glory to glory, power to power. From victory to victory. But you know, a lot of times in life we find that we go from one failure to another. We go from one letdown to another. We go from one mistake to another. And that's the re- one of the major reasons the Word of God says is because we are not crying or we're not heeding the voice of wisdom that is crying unto us. This is the way walking in it. And you know, we want to break out of these things that you see. You don't want to live all of your life just going in a circle, doing the same things over and over again. He said uh, that not only are you to flourish, but we read over there in Jeremiah, and I read it to you last week, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 21. It says, I planted you a noble vine, a seed of highest quality. A seed of highest quality. Not only are you a seed of the highest quality, but in Psalms chapter 1, you're supposed to be planted in the highest quality of soil so that you'll be like that tree planted by the rivers of water. I think one of the saddest things is that so many times believers born again, the redeemed of the Lord, who should say so, keep going around in the same cycles of defeat, the same cycles of heartache, the same cycles of poverty, the same cycles of sickness, the same cycles of mistakes, the same cycles of financial failures. And he says, I came to give life and give it more abundantly. And there's no reason for the highest quality to see that you and I are, that he values so much that he sent his son, that we continue going around the same cycles. So he sent us the spirit of wisdom. And he says here, you're the highest quality. And that's what he, he uh, deposited into each and every one of us. Exodus 15:17 says, you will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, reserved for your dwelling. The sanctuary, O Lord, that your hands have established. And he has wants to bring you to a special place in his life. And we saw that everything that Abraham needed was in the seed that was planted in him. Everything that David needed was in the seed that was planted in him. And everything that we need is in the seed of Christ Jesus that was planted on the inside of us. Amen. But we saw in Jeremiah 2.21, it says, How then have you turned before me into a degenerate plant, an alien vine? Or in other words... Where do you keep stopping the place of growing and going to another level? A degenerate plant speaks of a plant that has not been watered and nourished and is dried up. He wants us to bear fruit, amen? And so he wants us to tap into that high-quality soil so we can grow. And we studied on some of these things last week, and it talks about our lives falling short. Even though we we, we preach out of Romans, for all have sinned and come falling short of the glory of God. Do you know that a lot of people do not sin and get saved and still fall short of the glory of God? 
We still fall short, fall short of the life, of the peace, of the joy, of the blessing that God has prepared for us. And so we want to tap into these things. I shared with you, verse 19 says, Your own wickedness will correct you, and your backslidings will rebuke you. Backsliding speaks of the going the forward momentum. So many people get saved or so many people get excited, and boy, they take off. And then after a while, just start losing steam and start losing that forward momentum. But he says, your own backsliding, your own wicked ways will correct you. Or in other words, if you're not going to heed wisdom, if you're not going to be humble and have a teachable spirit, if you stop being correct in your own opinion, then I better correct you and not your circumstances or the recompense of doing what's wrong. Making the same mistakes over and over. You're not called to go through the school of mistakes. You're called to walk through the school of wisdom. But you've got to heed the wisdom. There's a special story. We're not going to read it tonight. I may share it with you some other time. But in Hosea chapter 12, Israel was backslidden. And the prophet Hosea came to prophesy to Israel and said, You're calling for healing. You're calling for blessing. But you're not listening to me. So I'll send the moth. And the moth will deal with you. And the moth speaks of that which something very small, but can destroy something very valuable. My wife had sweaters from Argentina that we bought years ago. And so every winter she takes her sweaters down and she goes to put on these sweaters that we had bought in Argentina, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And she puts them on and there's holes in different places. That sweater was valuable and those sweaters were great. But one little thing unheated destroyed it. And he goes on to say in verse 12, he says, You didn't listen to what the moth was trying to show you. So now I'm going to send the raging lion. And then you will run to your king and you will say, King, why don't you save us? And the king will not be able to save you because I was trying to bring you back to me all along. You didn't heed the moth. You didn't heed the lion. Now there's been destruction and now you're calling for me. Why didn't you heed in the simple? Come on, church. Why didn't you heed me in something so simple like when the moth was speaking instead of waiting until the lion arose? You can read that in Hosea chapter 12. And uh, I think it'll make a good message one day, don't you? But he talks about Psalms chapter 1, 3, planted by the rivers of living water. That it says, whatever you do will prosper. Look with me in Psalms chapter 28. Psalms chapter 28. He says he wants us flourishing. He said, you are of the most high quality vine. And then I also told you last week, Ezekiel 17, 10 says, behold, it is planted and it will thrive. How many of you say, I'm thriving in Jesus' name? Now, in Psalms 28, verse 1, it says, to you, O Lord, my rock, do, uh, to you I will cry, O Lord, my rock, do not be silent to me, lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Lord, don't, wisdom, don't be silent to me. Wisdom, don't be silent to me. Holy Spirit, comforter, guide, director, don't be silent to me. Hear the voice of my supplications. 
when I cry to you, wisdom, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary, do not take me away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity. We read in Psalms chapter 1 that it says we don't sit in those type of seats and places. Who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of, their, of the evildoers. Give them according to the work of their hands. Render them what they deserve. Because they do not regard the works of the Lord, nor the operation of His hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord because He has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices and my song will I sing praise. Write this down. Isaiah 3.10 The Lord told the prophet, Say this to the righteous. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. When you heed the voice of wisdom. When you study to show wisdom, because listen, it says wisdom is, is medicine. Wisdom is medicine, it says in the book of Proverbs time and time again. That word medicine means wholeness and health to our spirit, our soul, and our mind. Now let me share something with you, because so many people say, well, I've prayed for wisdom. People come up and say, pray for me for wisdom. Let me give you an example the Lord gave me as I was ministering to some people this week. It says wisdom is health and healing to all of our mind, our flesh, our body. I shared with you the rabbis say that is healing from the marrow of the bones to the top of the skin. Well, listen, church, as I talk to people, and some of you might have experienced this, when somebody is seeking a healing from a doctor, they'll send you to this type of doctor first and then send you to that type of doctor next, and they'll send you for this test next, and they'll send you for this text the next. And before you know it, you've done gone to seven different doctors and, and, uh, and, and tests. About a year or two ago, they sent, my doctor wanted me to, he took an EKG, then he wanted me to go for a stress test. So they went and they shaved me right there, and I looked like a big old baboon. <laughs> Too big old, I looked like I had four eyes. I had a big old two round circles here. It was, it was a sight. Anyway, they put that stuff on me, and Sister Terry just got a good report back, thank God. But they, they made me go through this stress test, and the doctor came in there, and he goes, well, he says, nobody's passed a stress test like that. You did good, he said, but I don't know. I think we ought to do a nuclear stress test. And I said, well, why? Well, you know, we just want to be sure, because, you know, young men your age, you know, we've seen them drop dead. And I said, but did you find anything wrong with that stress test? He said, no, you know, you're one of, the, you're one of the best ones come through here. So I went home and I said, you know, you want me to go, you want to take more money, more time, shave me more, <laughs> make me get on that treadmill more, and you just said there's nothing wrong with me. But they'll just keep sending you on and on and on and on. And people go through blood tests and they go through all this. Listen. If we would go through as much work as we do to be healthy as we do to be wise, if I would put as much emphasis, like for example, thank God you're here, but there's a lot of people who showed up yesterday crying without an appointment. A lot of people yesterday showed up running through the door. A lot of people stopped me Tuesday night after prayer. A lot of people, on and on and on and on. Where are they? Where are they? 
They'll come and stop me. And it's an emergency. I've got to talk to you. And, and so I get home late and overworked and, and stressed out and got to go take me another baboon haircut with a stress test because people are st- showing up here without an appointment. But I'm telling you the truth of something. If they would seek for wisdom like they seek for healing. Oh, I need, I need vitamin B1, vitamin B2, vitamin B6. I need multivitamin B. I need vitamin E. I need multivitamin. I need carrot juice, orange juice, blueberry juice. I need to eat granola, uh, egg, egg whites, and uh, uh, oatmeal in the morning. And if we would put as much investigation into wisdom as we do healing. I heard something by a professor, one of Cindy's professor tapes the other day. And he said, Every church that can afford ought to have a nutritionist on staff. Because you have everything else on staff, but you don't have a nutritionist. And one of the biggest needs for the church is a nutritionist. We already have some psychiatrists. Now we need some nutritionists. And you know what? You would see a very healthy, flourishing, thriving body. Because wisdom is holiness to your mind, your spirit, and your body. Now, I'm not making fun of those people who showed up yesterday. God bless them. But why? They, I've been announcing we're teaching on wisdom. This church ought to be filled. Because we're in, nine, we're in 2009. And this world is going through things. And where is wisdom? What am I going to do? How can I get my marriage back? Come hear a message on wisdom. No, 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 no. I want you to pray for me. Ah, oh, you need to come hear wisdom. Because you'll, I'll pray for you. God bring her back. You'll just lose her again. Pastor, pray for me to get a job. Well, how did you, what happened to the last job? Well, you know, uh, didn't I pray for you four jobs? Yeah, it's been four jobs. You want to pray for you another one? Yeah. Well, how did you lose the last few? Well, it don't matter. Just pray for you for a new one. I ain't pray for you a new one. I had a lady. She done left the church because I said, I ain't pray for you again. Yeah, she left. And went and married somebody I told her not to get married to. And the pastor called me and said, what should I do? I said, let me tell you about it. Married him anyway. Wisdom's crying at the crossroads. At every decision, the wisdom of God is crying out. But we've got to be the ones to seek it out with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. Pastor, have you arrived? No. But boy, do I study on wisdom. It's quiet in here. Isaiah 3.10, say to the righteous, it shall be well with thee. It shall be well with thee. But you've got to heed wisdom. Why? The Bible says you can tell the health of a plant by its fruit. And wisdom is the health of the plant. And the more we feed on wisdom and knowledge and understanding and under revelation of the Word of God, the more we ask God for His wisdom and we find the importance of wisdom, we, we, the more we will see. Because in Psalms 92, He talks about the fat and the sap, which means health to the spirit, the soul, and the body. And we talked about the, the palm talked about outer structure and the cedar spoke of inner structure and how the wisdom of God wants to build those things up. But I want you to look with me in Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3. 
Proverbs 24, verse 3. And let me just read this in the message translation. It takes wisdom to build a house and understanding to set it on a firm foundation. It takes knowledge to furnish its rooms with fine furniture, beautiful draperies. It's better to be wise than strong. Intelligence outranks muscle any day. And strategic planning is the key to warfare. To win. To win. How many want to win? What do you need? Good. It says lots of good counsel. Lots of good counsel. Amen. Now look at Proverbs 14. Let me show you something here. Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs 14, verse 6. A mocker seeks wisdom and never finds it. He may, have, he may be a quality seed, but he's not, he's not quality soil. A mocker seeks wisdom and never finds it. But knowledge comes early to those with understanding. Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. They may sound good, but they're just a bunch of doing a bunch of guesswork. And they really don't know what wisdom is saying. Amen. Build a strong foundation. Let me share something with you. A lot of people come and a lot of people go through the body of Christ. And, you know, Lord's called me to a ministry. What should I do? Well, how about drive the golf carts? No, God's called me to preach. Or this and that and the other. Let me share something with you. The foundation is so important. And, and I was saying about this because uh, Brother uh, James just built us a bookshelf in, in, our, in our bedroom. Um, it's fun to, get, to make plans for kitchen cabinets and the faucets. All the little pretty stuff inside. I mean, my, I mean, that is just the fun part. Picking out the draperies and the furnitures and the faucets and the toilet seat and all this type of stuff. The fun part is, is just picking all this stuff out. But the important part is the foundation that you're going to end up covering up. But the foundation is what's going to keep everything you invest on the inside lasting forever. It's better to spend time on the foundation than worry about spending time on the kitchen cabinets and what type of faucets you're going to be putting in it. A lot of people don't want to spend the time on getting the foundation built. A lot of people want to rush into getting married and never go through the counseling. And it says, if you want a wise future and win, you need lots of counseling. People don't want counseling. People just want the faucet. And then they get in the house like these brand new houses that they built in a few months, and everybody's heard the foundations don't last. They build them up so fast, they're cracked. Because it's all about, it's four-bedroom, cherry cabinets and everything, stained glass windows, and the bathrooms are just what I wanted. But how is the foundation? 
And that's where you've got to spend the time. Proverbs chapter 1, Proverbs chapter 2, Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 4. If you, if you say, I don't have time to read all 31 books, just read the first seven chapters. Just read the first seven chapters and then come back and tell me you don't want to read the rest. Just read the first seven and see if it'll last. Amen? I hope you all don't think I'm being too hard, but this is discipleship. I'll just give you one little joke so you get easy. When a wise man argues with, a, with his wife, he says nothing. <laughs> okay, so there's your joke for the night. You happy? A poor foundation equals dysfunction. A poor foundation equals dysfunction. A poor foundation equals disaster. A poor foundation equals a fall. And what I'm talking about tonight is the breakthrough that you don't go from fall to fall, but from glory to glory, power to power, and strength to strength. A dysfunctional foundation means a fall. It means the highest quality of seed is not as high quality as God intended it to be because it was built upon a four-pound foundation. And Paul says, let every man take heed how he builds upon this foundation, which is Christ. You hear, church? Amen. Wisdom. Matthew, um, Psalms 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. So you build it God's way. Wisdom. Matthew 7.26.27 But anyone who hears my teaching and does obey, doesn't obey it is like a is like foolish, like a person who builds a house on the sand. When, not if, but when the rain and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse and with a mighty crash. What am I saying? Wisdom. Get ready. Wisdom establishes you not to fall. Wisdom establishes your business not to fail. Wisdom establishes, built upon the rock, wisdom establishes your marriage not to fall. Wisdom establishes your ministry not to fall. Wisdom establishes your future not to fail. Wisdom, wisdom establishes the foundation. It says the foolish man built upon the sand. He built to fall. The wise man built to stand. And that's what God is wanting us to grow into that noble vine to what we build upon and who we are and what we do. It's not being built. You are not here tonight to have a future in failure. You are here tonight to have a future in breakthrough and victory through the spirit of wisdom. Amen. One person's clapping. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wisdom will build you to last, build you to stand. Wisdom will put you back together again. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Wisdom put them back together again. Amen. Now listen to this. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. We won't look it up right. You don't have to look it up right now. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. The principal thing. Amen. Now, if you go look at home in your lexicon, uh, Hebrew dictionary. And it says that wisdom is the place and the time and the order regarding dignity and divinity. It's the place, the time, the order, and the rank regarding dignity. Wisdom is the beginning of a fixed period of time, is the best and is the choicest. It's also the word rosh, which is the word head. Wisdom is the head or the first place of everything. 
And you know where that first, you know that word wisdom there is used? Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Before it says God, it says wisdom. In the beginning, God. But before it mentions God, it mentions wisdom. That's how important the word wisdom and the spirit of wisdom is. In the beginning, or the wisdom with God created. And that's what the word in the beginning, you need to write this down. The word beginning means the beginning of something that never has an end. And not only does it mean the beginning of something that never has an end, it means the wisdom, the creative power of God that's in wisdom has a beginning and continues to produce, to build, to extend, to establish. Everything that God did in the garden continues when we put wisdom in our beginning. Tomorrow, wisdom is the principal thing for Thursday. Friday is the wisdom, it's the principal thing in the marriage, in our major decisions, at every crossroad, whatever things we have to do, whatever we're planning. It is the establishment of what God did in Genesis chapter 1 in our everyday life that what we start, it continues to get better and better. So you see, it can't fail because when wisdom is in the head and the thing that's sought after more than anything else, then it begins like God did in the garden. It begins and it just gets better and bigger and wider and more and more. The wisdom of God will never leave you at a standstill. It will always cause you to produce and harvest. That's the wisdom of God. Well, you know, Pastor, I'm having some bad luck. No, there's something that is not in your beginning. Wisdom is, if you want to be the head, wisdom is the head to put you ahead. You'll be the head and not the tail. The blessing of wisdom. Seeking the wisdom of God. And you can go there and you can read all this. It means to restore a person to his previous position. It means to signify victory. And it means that of a king and a headstone. Wisdom is the principal thing. And like if, 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 if like I talk to people, and, and, and uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not using this critically. But they want a healing so bad, they'll drive to Houston as many times as it takes to go to a certain hospital. Because they want that healing so bad. But how much emphasis do we put on wisdom? It's the principal thing. It's what it says in Genesis 1.1. It starts off in the beginning wisdom. You say, well, how do I, I don't believe that. Well, look with me in Proverbs chapter 8. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 8. In the beginning of your marriage, wisdom. The beginning of your dating, wisdom. In the beginning of your business, wisdom. In the beginning of your decisions, wisdom. Always in the beginning. Look at Proverbs 8 verse 22. Look what it says here. The Lord formed me from the beginning. Before he created anything else. Listen, do you see right here in this one verse, do you see the answers to our life? Before I propose, before I do anything, I put wisdom in position. Before I buy, before I sell, 
Before I do anything, I put wisdom in position. Because if you read that whole thing, it says, it, it says in verse uh, 21, those who love me inherit wealth. I will fill their treasures. Verse 22, the Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. Listen to verse 23. I was appointed in the ages past at the very first, at the very first, before the earth began, before the marriage begins, before Bearing children begins before going to school begins before starting a business begins before leaving the house begins before going to work begins before quitting my job begins before applying for a new job begins before anything else. Wisdom is the principal thing. If God, all sovereign God thought it was important, he said, before I do anything, I'm going to put wisdom here. If God, instead of just speaking, said, no, before I speak. Speaking, I put wisdom here. Before I apply anything, I put wisdom. And if I have wisdom at the very beginning, all that I'm going to speak will continue until I say it's over. Woo! That's good preaching, church. That's good preaching. That is revelation. I was born before the oceans were created. Before the springs bubbled forth their waters. Before the mountains were formed. Before the hills, I was born. Before He made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil. Verse 27, I was there when he established the heavens and he drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep, deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect. Foundation, architect, foundation, architect, foundation, architect, foundation, architect, foundation, architect, foundation, architect. I was the architect at his side. And I was his constant delight. What does it say in Psalms chapter 1 verse 3? And he delights in his word day and night. Ah! Rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was when the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. Verse 32. So my children listen to me. Follow, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instruction and be wise and don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Watching for me daily at my gates. Watch that word gates, how many times we come across it. Waiting for me outside of my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. Failure. Falling. Misery. Defeat. Whew. This is one of the most important messages we could hear. Right here, church. So important. I shared with you. We're so fast, maybe go spend money on a new rod and reel or a new DVD or something like that. 
What if we would first go see what new book is out on wisdom? Do you know you can get free emails sent to your house by some of the wisest men like Zig Ziglar and others, and they will send you an email every day, the wisdom nugget for today, and it's sent to your house for free. There is so much availability but it's just like when you start seeking, what type of diet do I need to go on? What type of vitamins do I need? What type of herbs do I need? What type of weed do I need? No. <laughs> Where can I go find wisdom? What you doing? Oh, I'm looking for the newest movie. What you doing? I'm looking for the newest book on wisdom. You just, you just, you just showing off. You just think you're more holy because I'm looking at movies and you're looking at books and wisdom. No, I'm desperate for wisdom. Watch this. Book of Proverbs says a fool is right in his own opinion. You know what that means? A fool will follow his own Attractions. Whatever you're attracted to, you're going to follow. So if I'm attracted to the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of creation and all the wisdom and power of God, guess what I'm attracted to? Guess what I'm going to follow? What opinion I'm going to be of? I'm going to be of the opinion of wisdom and I'm going to be of the opinion of God. And it says over and over, Wisdom is crying in the streets. And I love the message translation. It says, hey, stupid. How long you're going to stay stupid? Hey, stupid. How long you're going to stay in your stupidity? And the living Bible, the message translation says, stupid, stupid, stupid all over the place. Hey, stupid. And God already said, you're the highest quality of seed that there is. You are the seed of heaven. But if you want to stay stupid, hey, here's your sign. That's what wisdom says. In fact, four things it says. Wisdom cries. Wisdom speaks. Wisdom stands at the top of the heels. Hey, stupid! How long are you going to be stupid? Wisdom stands at the doors. Wisdom stands at the gates. It mentions gates, doors, the top of the hill. It mentions all these places. You know why? Wisdom is at every crossroad decision that you'll come to. Every door, every gate, every high place, every low place. Anywhere you can go, wisdom is crying out. Oh. The word wisdom means the quality of being wise. The capacity to make due use of wisdom, discernment, judgment, discretion, and skill. You know why wisdom is crying out? Because in Deuteronomy 30 confirms that God made man to have free choice. He says, choose life or death. Choose blessing or curse. He will not go against your choice. So whatever you're attracted to, you're going to choose. And wisdom is saying at every choice, 
I'm hollering out to you. I, the one who was by the side of Elohim, when he said, light be, when he spoke to the oceans and the sky, I, who was right there with God, and we got it right. We got it right the first time. He didn't have to repeat nothing. He got it right. I, who was right there with God, am right here, Wanting to be by you. All you have to do is love me and listen to me and ask for me and cry out for me because I'm crying out for you. Wow. You know, you hear so many people say when you're talking, uh, oh, I would have loved. My sons were reading on uh, D.L. Moody. And you read about all these great men and women of God and you think, oh, if I could have been there in Chicago when he preached some of those messages that he's preached and thousands got saved. If I could have been in Mary Woodworth Edder when she preached over there in California and all the signs and wonders and miracles. Oh, if I could have been there with Catherine Kuhlman. If I could have been there in this one's day and that one's day. But when we talk about all these great, if we could have been there in the days of Jesus. If we could have been there in the days of Elijah. But listen, we can be every day in the presence of Wisdom who was with God from the very beginning. Wisdom. I want to encourage, I want to just charge you tonight. Seek wisdom and with all your wisdom. Get understanding. Get in the book of Proverbs and don't get out. Ever. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. I have been in it for years and I want more and I will never get out of the book of Proverbs. Why? It is life, it is wealth, it is health, it is success, it is victory, it is breakthrough, it is breakout. Mm. The crossroads of death are the crossroads of life. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a path before each person that seems right. There is a path before each person that seems right. Right. There's a path before each person that seems right. There's a path. Or in other words, there's an attraction. There's an attraction. Is this wisdom or is this emotion? You know, when we started dating, what did you hear everybody say? Is it puppy love or is it real love? Oh, it's the real thing. And it was, thank God. But here's the question. Are you moving on emotion? Or are you moving on wisdom? Wisdom says, wait until I confirm what I would have you do. The wisdom of God. The knowledge of God. And how many of this is still, all this is, is just an introduction. The word gate means a point of entry that leads to a specific destination. A point of entry that leads to a specific destination. I've gone over time, so I'll end in Proverbs 23 in the Living Bible. Let me just read this to you, and I'll stop here. Proverbs 23. Y'all want me to keep on preaching on wisdom, or should we go to something else? Proverbs 23, verse 3. This is the Living Bible. The word gate or path is a point of entry that leads to a specific destination. It's, it's not guessing what's right. It's knowing 
what's right. In Psalms 23, verse 3 in the Living Bible, He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. He guides, this is Psalms 23, 3 in the Living. He guides me along right paths. Psalms 23, 3. I must have said the wrong thing. Okay. I'm sorry, Psalms, yeah. I'm sorry. You know the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want? Okay. Psalms 23, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord, give me wisdom. <laughs> Psalms 23.3, Psalms 23.3. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. Why? Bringing honor to His Name. He leads me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. He leads me to the right mate for the honor of His name. He leads me to the right friends for the honor of His name. My victory my victories, my lifestyle, my beginning and my end are for the honor to His name because all the right paths are a blessing to me, but it's all honor to His name. Lord, You have led me. You have kept me. You have blessed me. You have renewed me. You have strengthened me. I drink of that living water. You feed me before my enemies. Oh, hallelujah. I just live in that place of my shepherd all the days of my life. Because I listen to the one who leads me in the right paths to bring honor to your name. I charge you with that and I charge myself with that tonight. Lord, help us. No matter what age we are, because one of the words about beginning means to bring back to original position. That's what Jesus did when he died for us. And he rose again. He brought us back to the original position. The first fallen Adam... (laughs) I messed it up. But the second Adam brought you and I back to original position. How many of you believe that? Okay, well, it's the same thing. What Jesus did in bringing us back to the original position, wisdom does every day, every hour, every decision, every minute, brings us back to original position of when God said, in the beginning, ha! God said in the beginning, and God, and God, and God, and God will again in the beginning when wisdom is put there where it belongs and we stand with wisdom. Wisdom brings us back every day, every decision, every moment, brings us back to the original position. That God intended. Path. The destination. That brings honor. To his name. Mm. Praise God. Let's go ahead and stand up. Hallelujah. Woo. I want these. I want these studies. Give me the tapes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. Boy that just fills me. Mmm. Mmm. That's manna. <laughs> Woo! Mm. Thank you, Lord. We have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God formed within us. 
The quality seed, that which originated by God's side in the very beginning, that which has no mistake and knows no error and had never been defeated, that wisdom of God is given to every man liberally who asks God for it. It's the wisdom that comes from above. It's the wisdom that comes from above. It's the wisdom of who comes from above. It is the wisdom of God. Available to everyone who asks and seeks. And I pray for us here, Lord, Father, Holy Spirit, God, Comforter, Teacher. That you lead and guide us through the spirit of wisdom and through the anointing and the word. Every right path to the glory of your name. I bless these people. I pray for the spirit of wisdom. For you said unto us a child is born and spirit of wisdom and counsel, knowledge and understanding is in him and with him. Sell what we have and buy wisdom and it will promote thee. Oh, Father, I pray that all our hearts and our spirits be stirred that we may seek you for that godly wisdom We brings everything back to original purpose, design, and destiny when we walk in the wisdom of our Creator and our God. I praise you for a thriving people. I praise you for a flourishing people. I praise you for strong foundations that are unmovable, always abounding in the work of you, Lord. I bless your people, Father. And we praise you and we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, knowledge and the understanding of you. The eyes of our understanding enlighten that we may comprehend, may know, may discern, may see the riches of all that is in Christ and in the wisdom he's given us. We receive it in Jesus' name. And everyone who receives it, shout amen. Amen. Everyone who wants it, shout amen. Amen. Everyone who wants to seek it more, shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We praise you for wisdom, insight, instruction. We praise you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. Not only head knowledge, it is heart knowledge. There is a relationship with wisdom. There is a love with wisdom. There is a love with wisdom. It's not head wisdom. It's not head knowledge. It's heartfelt wisdom and knowledge. And we praise you for it. Oh, hallelujah. If I don't stop, we'll just keep going. So I bless you in the name of Christ Jesus, the giver of all good things, in whom you are highly blessed and favored. I bless you for His original design and purpose being established in your lives, beloved of God, redeemed of the Lord through His blood and by power of His name. And with that, I will see you Sunday morning. If you need prayer, we'll be here to pray with you. But we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for coming tonight. God bless you.